Bibles over to the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, for our thoughts this morning. When you get there, stand with me, please. Reading of the Word. Ephesians chapter 2, the Word of God declares, Wherefore remember, verse 11, Wherefore remember that ye, being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Amen. That's good stuff. For he is our peace who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were afar off, and to them that were nigh. For through him we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come now, breaking of the bread of life. I ask your blessing upon it. I ask you to give me the words to say that I might present the gospel and I might say everything you'd have me to say, Lord, and that your spirit would open ears and hearts to receive what you have for them as we feed the flock. And, Lord, if there's one amongst us that doesn't know Christ and the free pardon of sin, our prayer is that this will be the day that they are convicted and convinced of their need of salvation before it's too late. Lord, we lift up the prayer requests that have been written down on prayer cards, those that are unspoken those that have been spoken. Lord, you know each need, and we just pray, Lord, that your will will be done. So bless the service. Thank you for each member. Thank you for our gifts. And thank you, Father, most of all, for your Son, our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. For it's in his name we pray. Amen. I want to speak to you for a few minutes. You know, I kind of like this. I took the pulpit at about 11.25. That's good. So maybe y'all might get out at noon. But I wouldn't hold my breath. But anyways. There's barriers in life. Is there not? In nations there's barriers. Look at the Palestinians or the Philistines. That's who they are. In Israel, there's a big barrier wall there, the Gaza Strip. Been by that wall. 
And there's barriers. There's barriers in the home. Parent against child. Child against parent. Barriers in the church. You say, oh, no. There's barriers in the church. Uh, sometimes those barrier, barriers are petty. Sometimes we, you know, <laughs> swat at camels and swallow gnats. You know, uh, there's barriers when it comes to how we dress or what music we play. It's never doctrine. Isn't that amazing? It's always something petty. But there's barriers. And what we've read here that Paul is addressing the Ephesian churches, there was a barrier in the church. You see, you had Jews and Gentiles alike that were in the church. And you've got to understand, to the Jew, the Gentiles was the lowest form of life there was on earth. You see, the Jews were chosen, and God made a covenant with them, through circumcision, that was a picture of the covenant that God the Father made with them. And they thought because they had God's covenant, you know, and they kept the law, they were the cream of the crop. And by the way, if that teaches us anything, you can think anything you want to. But the proof is always in the pudding. You see, you can know about God. And that's what the Jews at that time, they knew about him concerning his ways, concerning how he led them out of Egypt and set them free into the promised land. They knew about the law and they kept the sacrifices and the ordinances, but they didn't know the Lord in salvation. The Gentiles were just the opposite. They were the old pagans. They were us. They lived the way they wanted to, and the Jews despised them because they did not hold up the law. They didn't respect the law. They didn't respect the sacrifices. They didn't respect the ordinances. So there was a great barrier in between. Now here is Paul, the church at Ephesus, is established. These folks that are Jews have heard the gospel. They get saved. Those folks that are Gentiles have heard the gospel. They get saved and they come into the church. And again, Paul's trying to let them know, listen, now there's no barrier. And let me say this morning, thank God that there's not a barrier. What if there was a barrier to get, gain access to God? Where would we be? But Jesus came and that barrier was removed, and I love what it says here. Paul says, nigh by the blood, the blood that Jesus shed. And that's the point Paul's trying to make about those barriers. So with that said, that's my introduction. Let's get into the scripture. Notice, wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh. And let me just say this. You know, we can't look back at the past. Or we shouldn't. Some people like to live in the past. I'm, I'm thankful that I don't live in the past. Worst 
part of my life was when I was without Christ and living in the flesh. But as much as we don't like to think about the past, it can be good to remember the past. And what I mean by that is remember where we were and where the Lord has brought us. Amen? So he's telling the Gentiles in times past, and he says, remember that you being that ye being in times past Gentiles in the flesh who were called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. Again, he's making a distinction. You were Gentiles, you were uncircumcised. The Jews were circumcised because it was a sign of the covenant God made to them. Okay? Then he says that at that time you were without Christ. Can you remember being without Christ? You know, I... I wonder, how in the world did I make it? How did I make it before I come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ? I mean, I, I survived. I lived. But I wasn't living. But he's reminding them they were without Christ. Those Gentiles were pagans. Listen, some of us have had the privilege to go to Israel. And we've been to the Western Wall. And it's a sight to see. Now, the Gentiles, us, and you know, Israel wants Christians to come. But the most staunch, orthodox Jews that are there, you know, uh, they just tolerate us. They really don't want us there. And what they'll do is, we'll go and of course you have to honor, it's a holy so you have to put on your yarmulke. The women have to be on one side. There is a barrier for the women. And then there is where the men are. Well, all of, the, all of us would walk up to the wall, remember? And we would pray. And then we would leave. And then those Jews that were behind us would come up right where we were. And they would pray. And they'd write down their prayer. Place it in middle of that rock there but the attitude was and I remember the first time I was there with brother Randy the fellow that was behind me just like when I walked back I was done you know I I don't know his heart and I don't know believe me I don't read minds but his attitude was oh finally the dog is gone I can go up but that was the attitude that the Jews had against the Gentiles because they thought that y'all are dogs, y'all are wicked, y'all are pagan. We have God to ourselves, but what the Jews failed to realize, even though they had the law and all the ordinances and sacrifices, what they failed to realize, that doesn't give you access to God and that doesn't give you salvation. There are so many out there that think because they do this or they do that that they are good with God and they're going to heaven. Listen, you'll not go to heaven apart from Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. He is the only way. He is the only truth. And He's the only life. 
And Paul's trying to get the members of the church at Ephesus to realize what they have. I'm going to ask you this morning, do you realize what you have in Christ? Most people have no clue. They just know, hey, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven. I don't have to worry about hell no more. But do you realize all that we have in Christ? And are you living like it? Because we do have it. And not just some of it, we got it all. Amen? Now notice what he says. He said that at time, at that time, you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. Well, there it goes. And strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Again, what's Paul saying? He's saying, y'all were aliens, you're Gentiles, and you were strangers to those, talking about the Jews, that were in the covenant, those that kept the law, those that had a form, if you will, of access to God. The Bible tells us in Galatians chapter 3 that the law was given to be our schoolmaster. It wasn't to save us because the law never was given so that we could be saved because nobody could keep the law except one, and one kept it perfectly. His name is Jesus, and he went to the Christ to the cross and he fulfilled the law to the letter but they weren't able to keep all of the ordinances in fact when it comes to the sacrifices the Jews weren't even able to go to the holy of holies it took the high priest that got to go one time a year to atone for the sins of Israel but it was only good once a year, and they had to repeat the same thing over and over and over again until Christ the Lamb came without spot and without blemish and freely sacrificed Himself so that we could be saved and have access to God. I don't know about you this morning, but I'm thankful for the access. That means I can approach him anytime. I don't have to wait. I don't have to depend on anyone but him alone. I'm thankful for access. Now, he says in the next verse, look at this. But now in Christ Jesus. Paul saying, hey, you Jews, listen. Your law, your ordinances, your sacrifices, no. That isn't going to get you to heaven. You Gentiles, in your sin, your pagan worship, that's not going to get you to heaven. But in Christ Jesus, we now have access not only to God the Father, but access to heaven. And eternal life. How do I know that? He says, but now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh 
by the blood of Christ. Made nigh. I've come close. By the blood of Christ. You see, because of sin and because of the Father being holy and righteous, Jesus had to come and be a perfect sacrifice, Brother Cyril. And he was perfect. Again, the Word of God declares no spot, no blemish, and that it's through his sacrifice, his blood, we are made nigh to God. He, in his sacrifice, appeased God's judgment that should have been on us. But he took God's judgment for each of us. And God was appeased in his righteousness. It says, we're made nigh by the blood of Christ, for he is our peace, who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. In the temple back then, there was a court of the Gentiles, and there was a wall that separated the Gentiles from the Jews. This wall was stretched all across the temple. And the Gentiles had to stay in their place. And what Paul is telling the Ephesians is that because of Christ's sacrifice and his blood, now that wall has been tore down. We have immediate access to God the Father. There's no more separation. Whether you're Jew or you're Gentile or Greek or barbarian, all are one in Christ because Christ has given us peace. The peace of God that passes all understanding, the peace of salvation, and the peace of knowing that we're all one in him. That ought to light your shine. That's good stuff. No more wall of partition. I mean, literally, okay, you Gentiles, come on, get in here and stay back here. You better not cross over this wall. You are they separated. But because of Christ, he knocked it down. And now we're all one. And we have direct access to the Father. Then it says, having abolished in his flesh the enmity. Even the law of commandments contained in ordinances for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace. There's that word again, peace. You see, understand this morning that through his offering of himself, 
his sacrifice. We are no longer seen as this group or that group. We are seen as one. And that is a believer saved by his marvelous grace through faith. Amen. And we are in the body of Christ. What is the body of Christ? It's the church. And we are placed in the body of Christ at the moment of conversion. At the moment you and I get saved. And I don't understand it all. I don't know it all. I'll be the first to tell you. But I do know that at the moment I received Christ as my Savior, I was placed in the body of Christ. And so were you. And I'm not seen as what I used to be. I'm seen as who I am now in Christ. When he sees me and he sees you, child of God, he sees, the, and I'm talking about the Father, he sees his Son. Because we are in the body. There's not two of us. There's one now. And we're all equal. Why? Because that barrier has been knocked down. That wall of partition has been removed. Aren't you thankful this morning? Amen. Now, look at what it says. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for making himself of twain one new man, so making peace... And that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by what? The cross, having slain the enmity thereby. What did Jesus do? He sacrificed himself on the cross. And through that sacrifice, we have been given peace and reconciled to God. There's nothing now that can separate us. I'm thankful for the blood of Jesus. We have been made nigh. We have been brought to the Father. And we have access now with the Father through the blood that Jesus shed on the cross. And then it says, And that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. And he came and preached peace. And let me just say that word, preach. So he came and he preached. It's the gospel he preached. The gospel is what? The good news. Jesus came and died and sacrificed himself so that we might be saved. And it says that he came and he preached peace. Listen, when a person gets saved, he has made peace with God. He is reconciled. He is forgiven. He is taken from being a lost, hellbound sinner and placed 
in God's family. If that doesn't make you want to run around and shout, there's something wrong with you. You have issues. I and you that are saved, we're in the family of God. No more barriers. At once, my sin stood between me and God. I was totally separated, and so were you. But through the sacrifice of God's dear son, guess what? That sin no longer separates me from God. Because my debt and your debt, if you're saved, has been paid in full. We no longer owe God the wages of our sin. Why? Because Jesus paid it for us 2,000 years ago. What a Savior. Amen. What a Savior. And he says this. He says, That he might reconcile both into God, one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, came and preached peace to you which were far off, and to them that were nigh, talking about again Gentiles and Jews alike, for through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. You see, through the blood of Christ, through being born again, receiving Christ as our personal Savior, through receiving the Father, we now have full access to the Father. Again, the wall has been knocked down, and now we can come boldly. Notice what the word says, come boldly to the throne of God's grace. We can come directly. Don't have to wait on a priest. Don't have to wait on a pastor. Child of God, you have direct access to God at any time. You can come to his throne room and approach him. And you know why you have that privilege? You notice I said it was a privilege. Do you know why you have that privilege? It's because of the blood of Jesus Christ. We have been drawn to the Father through the Lord's sacrifice and His shed blood. So, I'll ask you this morning. What kind of barriers? do you have going on in your life you have barriers I'm here to tell you through the blood of Christ those barriers can be knocked down and removed but you got to come to Christ but he can remove any barrier let me go ahead and say this I Lord laid it on my heart so I better go ahead and say it I'm from the South. And where I'm from, there is such a thing as a race barrier. Just always been. I'm not saying it's right, because it's not. You know why it's not? Because of the sacrifice of Christ. Because of his shed blood, that barrier has been knocked over. And I'll go ahead and say it. 
there's not going to be any segregation or barriers in heaven. Do y'all understand that? Not going to be. I know there are some that teach, oh, no, no, this will be here. No, we are all one in Christ. There's not, oh, well, I'm really going to get in trouble. I'm scared some of you. There's not going to be male or female. We're going to be like our Savior. No barriers. Why? Because of the Lord's sacrifice. All barriers knocked down once and for all. What a Savior. We now, through His sacrifice, have direct access and are at peace. What does it say in Isaiah 9-6? Isaiah said this, And He shall be called the Prince of Peace. So you see, if you want peace in your life, come to Christ. He'll give you a peace that passes all understanding. Even when we're going through some of the roughest times we've ever experienced, for the child of God, we are not alone, and there is a peace. We know all things are going to work out for the good. To them that love the Lord, and to them that are called according to his purpose. So. Paul tells the Ephesians in close, hey, I know you two had a hatred for one another all through time, but now that you are in Christ and the barrier has been removed, get along. I have made you all one through my blood. So you see, I think I told you this story. It's been a while, but remember I told you about that little boy that was standing out at Buckingham Palace. And he was standing there and he wanted to see the king. And as he would go, they would stop him. The the, uh, guards and the police there at Buckingham Palace would stop him. Nope, you you can't go forward. You can't. No, no, I must see the king. No, well, he was there almost all day. And finally, one of the guards said, boy, you need to go home. We're fixing to change the guard, and you need to go. And the boy says, I'll not leave till I see the king. And the guard said, well, okay, stay here all night if you want to. But he no sooner got that out of his lips, the gate opens up. And another young boy comes out. And he looks at that boy and says, what's your name? William. Well, William, why are you here? I want to see the king. And he grabs him by the hand. And he takes him into the palace. 
and he shows him this area and that area. And they finally come to this one big, huge double door. And he opens the door, and they walk in together. And lo and behold, the boy sees the king. And the young boy that brought him into the palace said, Father, I want to introduce you to my friend, William. And the king says, well, hello, William. It's nice to meet your acquaintance. Basically, if you think about it, what that boy did by taking William into the palace to meet the king is what Jesus did for us when he died on the cross. It's through his sacrifice that now we have access to the Father because of the Son. Amen? So if you have a barrier needs to be knocked down, Jesus can knock it down. He can do away with it. He can bring you nigh, right there, right in place, if you'll just trust him. If you're under the sound of my voice, you've yet to receive Christ as your Savior, and the Lord has been speaking to your heart during this message about coming and being saved, I urge you, obey his voice and come. Don't put it off, because we don't know if we'll have another opportunity. We don't know if we'll have this same crowd back next week, let alone tonight. So come. If you're here and you're a child of God, it's been a while since you've thanked the Lord for knocking down that partition, that middle wall of partition, that barrier. You want to thank the Lord? Altar's open. Come and give him thanks. Listen, he's been so good to us. Because he's a loving, merciful father. So, again...